This podcast has been brought to you by AD Banker and Company. They have been helping those new to the industry to pass their insurance licensing exam since 1979. Find out more about how they can help you license your producers and staff at adbanker.com. Paul Binsfeld is the founder and president of Company Nurse, a firm established in 1997 that specializes in medical triage and injury management for workers' compensation. Binsfeld has over 25 years of experience in this sector, and his early work at the industry's genesis led him to become an influential leader in the workers' compensation market. Company Nurse has a high-profile list of clients in all 50 states, ranging from municipalities, including state governments, cities, counties, and school districts, as well as national restaurant chains, defense contractors, health care providers, and transportation firms. He has also been recognized as an authority in the industry and participates in speaking engagements like the Entrepreneurial Insurance Symposium. Please welcome Paul Binsfeld, the president and founder of Company Nurse. Welcome to our program today with uh, Paul Binsfeld of Company Nurse here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Thank you. Uh, Paul, It's uh, I've got in your parking lot. I'm sure glad you've got a covered parking garage. It was a little hot out there today. 112, I think, today. <laughs> well, it's a dry heat, yes. and uh, I could feel the dryness uh, as I got out. Uh, say, it's great to visit with you here today. Are, are you from Phoenix or the, or the valley here in, in Arizona? I'm originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but we moved here in 1974, so I was about eight years old at the yeah. time. What uh, what brought you from uh, from uh, Wisconsin? My parents. Yeah. <laughs> no, my, my parents had uh, decided to, to leave the cold and the high taxes of, of Wisconsin and, and move out to Arizona. Back in the 1970s, Arizona was growing at a, at a very uh, ferocious rate, and they found great opportunities actually in the insurance business here in, in, in Phoenix. Yeah. Now, what kind of insurance business was your dad in? So he, my father had a, a general agency, uh, so property and casualty, a little bit of life and health. And uh, he grew that from, I think they had like $200,000 in, in premiums at the time when he bought the agency from a bank and grew it into to, uh, many millions of dollars in, in written premium. Yeah. Now, was that, uh, did you have a chance to work in the business or where, did you have brothers and sisters and did right, you work yes. in the business yourself? <laughs> I have uh, four siblings, three brothers and one sister. Uh, we all at one point or another, worked in the agency. My first job was actually cleaning the office building in, uh, in, during my high school years. Uh, once I got into college, I, I got my uh, insurance license, and I started to sell property and casualty insurance, mostly uh, auto homeowners, and then I gravitated into the uh, commercial markets. Yeah. And I noticed uh, you know, your background over the last several decades has been more focused on the work comp area. How did you get into the work comp uh, side of things? Well, as I was in the insurance agency, the family agency, I learned after about four years that I I, I wasn't partial to the to the uh, competition of, of the retail market, but I gravitated towards workers' comp because I found that in workers' comp, if you can help an employer to reduce their overall costs, if you can help them create a better workers' comp system, uh, you gained a lot of loyalty and you were able to keep those customers for four years, five years, six years and beyond. So, Paul, uh, back when you were a kid growing up, uh, did you have a favorite subject in school? Uh, history was my, my favorite subject. Yeah. Were you uh, pretty good in sports? Or You said you had five, four siblings, so 
Was it an, an active household with uh, sports and other activities? Very active, but no, I, I would not say I was a superstar in sports at that time. Today, I, I love tennis, and I play a lot of tennis, probably four or five times a week. But as a high school student, I basically I rode my bike. Yeah, yeah. Now, when you got out, and I understand you went to Arizona State and got a degree in finance. Yes. Uh, then you got your MBA. Where did you go to do that? Uh, Switzerland, actually. Lausanne, Switzerland. And... Uh, I did that because I wanted to study international business, and I, but more so, I really wanted to just travel. I was a big fan. Traveling's one of my hobbies. Now, let me ask you about uh, your experience early on. You know, what were some of the lessons that you learned from your dad or your mother watching them in their business uh, that, that is really truly still applicable today for you and your business today? Well, I... The, the biggest thing, I think, is the fact that uh, my parents had somewhat of a pioneering uh, spirit. They left a good employment, a good job in Wisconsin, a beautiful home in a, in a nice neighborhood to uh, come to Arizona and, and see what might be. And when my father uh, came here, it was actually a bank that had employed him to set up their insurance operation. But unfortunately, again, the economy in the, in the mid-70s was going down the tubes. And so the bank ended up selling that insurance operation, which left my father without a, a job. Um, but that was not a problem. He decided to borrow money, buy another insurance operation, and start from almost zero and build a very successful business that was able to to uh, finance five children and, and our adventures. So um, I, I feel very fortunate that I was able to witness that and be part of that with my parents. Now, you've uh, started a company here uh, many years ago by the name of Company Nurse. Uh, tell me about how that idea for your business, Company Nurse, came into being. Sure. So as I was in the insurance business, and specifically I was in the workers' comp consulting business, I had many experiences working with employers to help them to develop a better workers' compensation process within their, their companies. Along the way, I, I, I learned very quickly that if something went wrong at the beginning of a claim, when it was just an injury, not even a claim, uh, you could you could really screw up that claim or the cost of that claim. <clears throat> As an example, um, if a if a, if an injured employee goes to to urgent care versus emergency room, immediately you have thousands of dollars of difference in the in the medical pricing. Plus, you have a a, a huge difference in the level of information and care that comes back from the medical provider to the employer in terms of return to work and other information that's critical for managing that claim. So we see this all the time where you could have one claim that costs a thousand or two and and the same type of injury on another individual managed poorly could be ten thousand dollars. So I figured out very quickly that trying to, to manage the injury or the incident at the time of injury was the most critical thing in, in workers' comp uh, um, cost control. Yeah. So I had the idea to uh, start a, a company where we put a nurse at the front end of the injury. A nurse is a very trusted profession in this country. Uh, they're generally empathetic and caring and can help an employee to figure out what is the right level of care to seek at the time of an injury. And also they can gather very detailed clinical information that is useful to claims adjusters in adjusting that injury. And so that was 1996 when I had that idea. And here we are many years later. Yeah. 
Now, do you have a, is there a most common claim uh, or response, like people falling off a ladder or uh, people uh, poking <laughs> themselves with a stapler in the office? Or well, actually, know, is there a particular injury that you see more often happening out there? Sure. Uh, it, of course, in workers' comp, there's a you know, dozen or two very common types of injuries, uh, lacerations, contusions, uh, object in the eye, slips and falls, uh, potential fractures, etc. But I think what keeps this business interesting and keeps our employees uh, still working here is the fact that every call is a little bit different, and 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 that does make it a more enjoyable job for our the nurses that are taking the the calls from our injured workers. Now, who are your uh, who are your specific clients? Uh, did I read it's uh, a lot of them are. Small employers, large employers, municipalities, government entities? Sure. We have all kinds, but in, in general, uh, our book of business is about half public entity, which is cities, counties, school districts, you know, K-12 through school districts, state governments, uh, special districts, water, fire, etc., in different parts of the country. And then the other half is your for-profit companies. We have lots of fast food, other types of food service, transportation, uh, energy or oil types of uh, exposures, along with uh, manu some manufacturing and uh, retail. You know, I read a little bit about your, your background and, and uh, information about your business. I know you talked about uh, the amazing, interesting thing about a little bit of uh, empathy that shows up early in that claims process, having a major impact upon the outcome of that claim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, exactly. The I think that the, the truth across the country is that whenever anybody gets injured, they and they have to make a call to report a claim. They probably have a lot of trepidation and, and anticipation of uh, dealing with the quote insurance industry. Their expectations of high lo levels of service are, are not there. Um, they expect that uh, it might be a challenge to receive benefits. So I've created a company where we have a, a culture of caring and empathy and care. And that translates all the way down to the first time we answer the phone and, to, and start talking to that injured employee. To be more specific, we kind of welcome them to the process. We help to re reduce any anxiety that they have about what's going to happen next. We make sure that they, they know they can call us again if they have further questions. And um, we try to, to leave with on a cheery note and, and wishing them well in, with their injury. And that makes a huge difference in the psychology of the claimant in the workers' compensation. Paul, what uh, sets your organization apart from others in this space? Or is there anybody else in this space? Do you have companies that, uh, that you don't have to mention them by name, but uh, others in this space that, uh, that you work? Oh, sure. There, there's uh, half a dozen competitors out there in the triage business, and some are very large uh, entities. They're part of, of big managed care companies and so forth, and others are uh, somewhat smaller. I think the thing that sets us apart is, uh, out of all the, the, the competitors uh, out there, this is our only business. We have no other revenue source other than trying to do workers' comp triage very well. I have received uh, inquiries from people to expand, to get into just general healthcare triage and so forth. And I found that by being very focused and, and, and uh, devote all of our R&D and our efforts to improve to this one function of workers' compensation triage, 
that we've been able to create a very happy client base, uh, consistent growth, and a great place to work for our employees. Yeah. Now, you gave me a little quick tour out here of your call center. Uh, what type of calls come in there, and what kind of uh, you know what kind of issues come land on your desk every day? Well, not my desk because I yeah. <laughs> I'm not actually on the phone. But uh, yes, in our call center, we're receiving a wide variety of calls every day. Uh, we during this school season, we have we have about 2,500 school districts as clients across the country. So we receive lots of uh, calls from teachers and and uh, uh, administrative staff as well as uh, physical plant staff at, at schools, and it's everything from from slips and falls. You know, the teachers standing on the chair trying to hang a hang a poster to slips and falls in the in the uh, when they're waxing the floors in the cafeteria, and sadly, in some cases, there's uh, physical assaults on teachers, especially in special ed classes, which is a, a very serious problem right now. Hmm. On the other side, in, in the food business, um, we've, you know, burns, cuts, uh, uh, contusions, slips and falls in the storage areas. So pretty pretty consistent. So how does the process work? A uh, call comes in to your call center. What's the sequence of events that, uh, that unfolds? So the phone rings, and uh, it's answered by what we call an ICC or an injury care coordinator. Their job is to Again, greet the injured employee to the pro- or welcome them to the process, to uh, set their expectations, let them know what, what how the process is going to work, and then start to collect information from them. And so, of course, we need the basics, the name, address, social, etc. Uh, plus, we need information about the injury. How did it happen? Where did it happen? Were there any witnesses, uh, etc. So, so that ICC or injury care coordinator is essentially setting up a chart for the nurse to review. And once they're done with that process, which is about six to eight minute uh, call uh, call process for the for the information gathering, then they transfer it over to the nurse. The nurse will then review that chart with the injured employee and go through a uh, medical algorithm, a decision tree that's built into our software that asks some specific questions about that injury. And based upon their answers, we develop an outcome, which might be. Uh, you should be seen immediately at the uh, emergency room, or uh, we can get you to an urgent care in the next four hours, down to a level where there's no medical uh, services needed. Here's some first aid advice, and please call us back if something should develop. Yeah. Is there, have you developed any data that says there's a certain day of the week where more injuries tend to happen? Like they're not quite awake yet on Monday morning, or they're in a hurry to get out of there on Friday? Yeah. Well, there's probably the the things that your your listeners would expect, which is you know Friday afternoon uh, injuries or Monday morning issue injuries, which happen over the weekend. But it's really hard to tell. We we look at those trend lines all the time, and sometimes Wednesdays are big, and then sometimes it's it, it goes to Tuesday or Monday. So we haven't quite figured out the the rhyme or reason. We do think that the full moon has something to do with it, though. <laughs> Yeah. How has uh, your your business changed over the years? I mean, when you you started it uh, now, how many years ago? Almost 20. Almost 20 years ago. What has changed? Say, what's different about it today that wasn't there uh, in the first couple of years? Just the the technology that we can use. I mean, the process is very similar. This is is a human interaction. Um, It's not a robocall. It's not, you know, press one for this and, and two for that. So the thing that has stayed the same is, is the fact that we need to take to be very uh, aware that 
the person that's calling just had a bad day. They just had an accident. They're uncertain of what to do. They're anxious about the process for the insurance uh, uh, claims process. The, the thing that has changed is just we've been developing more and more technology to allow us to do a, a better job, provide more information with less time uh, devoted so that we can make it a very efficient, pleasant, if you can say that word, <laughs> process for the, for the injured employee. Now, you've, uh, of course, built the business from scratch. I think you were the sole employee at one point mm -hmm. uh, when you started this out. Yes, and I was. How many, what's your employee count uh, up to today? Uh, we're over 40 now, 40 yeah. uh, full-time employees. And then we yeah. also have uh, subcontracted employees who, who yeah. will take calls as well. Clearly, uh, running your own business, uh, you uh, early days, you, you wash the bottles and do everything. Uh, what's, uh, you know, tell me about the worst scenario now, every business probably faces this. What's the, uh, the worst scenario, experience, or crisis that you ever face in your business? Oh, there's been so many. And you got to narrow it down to one. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, true question. Well, well, early, I mean, any entrepreneur could figure this one out. Is early on, it's just having enough cash to, to run your operations. Um, that is the worst feeling in the world, uh, trying to figure out where you're going to get your money for the, the bills you have to pay tomorrow when, when you're a startup. Um, as an entrepreneur, you, are, you, I, have always been optimistic about uh, how things are going to work out. And as I've gotten older, I've learned to become more realistic about how things uh, might work out. But I think I think managing cash flow is is probably the biggest headache that I'm glad I don't have to worry about too much anymore. Yeah, and of course, uh, along with the valleys, you got the peaks. What's the thing that you take home with every night in terms of the satisfaction? of the business that you have here? Well, I, I believe we have a good culture. I, I use some tools to, to um, survey employees uh, every month in terms of culture. It asks a variety of questions. And number one, I feel very fortunate to have wonderful staff who actually like to be here and, and are part of the growth of the company. Um, the other part is that the fact that we're helping people. And, and that's, that's a good feeling to know that, that uh, somebody was in serious need today um, and we were able to give them great advice, uh, make them uh, reduce their anxiety and, and give them a, a proper expectation of what's going to happen next and to know that they can call us back anytime, any reason. That's neat. Uh, so what, what are um, maybe some of the biggest issues that you're facing moving forward, do you think? Because uh, as an entrepreneur, you've not only got the... the to run things day by day, but you got to have your headlights on, yeah. uh, looking out what's coming down the road and what's coming down the road for, for your industry. Well, the the biggest thing, I think, is that there's more and more uh, interest in, in triage from insurance companies, managed care companies, third-party administrators, and then a variety of other healthcare entities that, that want to get into the workers' comp field, and they, they seem to think triage is... A good way to do it, which I think it is. So um, that's been a concern of mine for the last five years. Uh, two years ago, I started developing a plan for uh, another business that I think would would help us bridge that those changes that were going on in the industry. And this new company is called Inspiri Solutions, and essentially we've taken all of our intellectual property, the software, the the uh, um, software for distributing all the reports, the software for take intaking the calls, along with our medical algorithms, our nationwide database of primary care facilities. We put that all into Inspiri, and now we actually license that out to those who would want to get into the business. 
So essentially we're helping get competitors started, but we're still part of the process licensing the, the back office systems to them to make this happen. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, many of our listeners are in the insurance community. They mm-hmm. can be producers uh, or agents in the business or customer service reps or even uh, executives. Uh, what would be a takeaway for our listeners who are in the insurance industry to know about uh, about uh, uh, your business uh, company, Nurse? Sure. Well, remember that I was a retail agent at one point in time, and I, I totally understand that for an agent, uh, they, they get the question from the clients all the time, what have you done for me lately? And uh, what we've found to be uh, very successful um, over the last five years is working with agents to help them to provide a valuable service to their injured or to their uh, clients, their insureds. And so we work with agents to help them bring triage to their clients and provide excellent service for their injured employees and help them to actually reduce their, their experience mods. And that's something that I think agents appreciate is if they can become part of the solution for these clients, helping them to control their workers' compensation costs, they find that that gives them more longevity with their clients and the ability to attract new business. Yeah, yeah. Well, that certainly makes sense. It's uh, What are uh, uh, maybe some experience that you uh, had growing up that think you, you think had the greatest impact? Uh, on you uh, and, and, uh, and, and uh, how you run things today? Well, the, f- the first one, a couple of things if I can, if I can do that. Uh, the first one I already mentioned, the fact that my parents uh, were, were, had that pioneer spirit and brought the family out to Arizona. I learned a lot about, um, I don't think I'd be an entrepreneur if I hadn't witnessed that with my, my, my father and mother doing that back in the day. Uh, secondly, um, traveling was incredibly valuable to me. When I graduated from, from university at Arizona State, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And the last thing I wanted to do is start getting tied down with a, you know, a mortgage and a car payment and family or whatever it was. So I decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go travel. My first stop was uh, Germany where I, I took German language classes. And then I got a job in Australia, so I went there for a while. Um, and then I ended up up in uh, Norway and I started backpacking Europe for seven months. And then finally I went to to uh, graduate school in Switzerland. And so I had three years of, of um, introspection, I guess, is, is a way to, to look at it. And I don't think, again, I don't think I'd be where I am today without having had that break, had those experiences uh, early on in my life. So all the parents that are listening who have children who maybe haven't quite found their thing yet, they should not give up. I don't think they should so. uh, have faith that uh, the boy or the daughter is going to find their thing here soon. Yeah, it's a sense yeah. of adventure. Yeah. Uh, what advice, uh, just uh, we'll wrap up our conversation today, because I know you've got an important proposal that you've got to get out. Uh, what advice would you give to others that, uh, uh, who might want to follow your footsteps in, the, in the starting their own business and being an entrepreneur? Well, actually, I'm a, I'm a member of a, a, a global organization called the Entrepreneur Organization. And the thing that has impacted me the most out of that organization is the ability to get a wide variety of mentors uh, throughout my, my career. I've been able to attract different types of mentors, people that can mentor me on on family or, or personal issues and mentor me on, also on, on business issues, um, letting me know that I'm not the first one to ever face these <laughs> these problems or, or these uh, opportunities. And it's just that having mentor um, uh, resources has been invaluable to me over the over the career. 
Yeah. You know, I, now if you, uh, for our listeners, if you joined us just at the end of our program, our, our guest today is Paul uh, Binsfeld, who is the president and founder of Company Nurse. Uh, Paul, it's been wonderful to visit with you, and I'm sure glad that we did it inside with air conditioning here in Scottsdale today. Okay, well, thank you very much. Oh, hi. You're still listening. Well, here at Insurance Radio, we love having personal conversations with the most successful executives and regulators in the financial industry. If you know an individual who you think would be a great guest for our program, you can find our email and phone number at our website, insuranceradio.com.